All right, how are you guys doing? Welcome. It, uh, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Ghostbed. I know it seems like we haven't seen each other for a, a minute, and that is very, very true. The war inside of Ukraine is, I think it's about to really, something's going to happen. I'm going to talk about it here towards the middle of this episode because I, I believe the 9th or 10th of this month, we're going to see a big shift inside of the eastern portion of the country, I think. What is the date right now? We got about a week and some change. Well, about a week. When that happens, I, I think the whole thing's going to be blown out of the water. Everything's going to, it's just going to change, okay? I am very glad I also waited for some further confirmation of this offensive movement. <laughs> little bunny ears are offensive movement because... Yesterday around noonish, I started seeing this thing everywhere. Everyone was saying, oh my God, the Ukrainians have started a counteroffensive outside of Bakhmut. And I was like, is that true? That doesn't seem right, does it? No, it's not right. Not yet, at least. We do have to start this episode off by saying congrats to Turkey for doing the world a massive favor by neutralizing the new ISIS leader. Yes, it was taken out by Turkish forces in Syria. So congrats on the win. Good job. Way to help the world out. Good job, Turkey. There's a bit more movement starting to happen inside of Ukraine as well, which has been pretty much stagnant uh, for the past month. But the hope in the, in the uh, northern portion, I wouldn't say it's like crazy. We're going to discuss some other stuff on the other side of the planet, though, to start this. This episode out. Now, the United States and our allies. We seem to be preparing 100% for the possibility of war with China over Taiwan. I say over Taiwan. It's not really because, well, you know what I mean. Now, the United States is clearly, well, it, it clearly doesn't have to protect Taiwan. Like, we don't have to. Now, the high probability of that happening is, well, if Biden's in office, it's probably going to happen. Now, the Chinese will attempt to take the island at some point, but the Biden administration has stated many, many, many of times we would intervene to stop it from happening. They're not a part of NATO. They're not a part of anything. It's just another one of us being like, you know what? We're the world police. Let's hold on to my back pocket. Taiwan will help you out. Now, the largest ever war games between the Philippines and the United States it was just taking place or just has taken place. They conducted drills on how they would actually secure the 70-mile-wide channel between the Philippines' northern islands and Taiwan itself. But after these drills were completed, the Chinese actually visited Manila, and they urged the Philippines not to pick a side if this conflict were to take place. I'm telling you guys, the, the tension that is rising over there in that waters, is, 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 it's, it's getting fairly like... It's like a spring that's getting really wound up. Now, earlier this year, the United States actually gained access to four new bases inside the Philippines, and three of them were being on the northern islands that actually face, I guess you would say, face Taiwan, but the bases are on the northern side of the islands. It is fairly significant that the Filipino government has actually given the United States access to access to these bases on the northern portion of their country on those islands. It's easily making the staging equipment um, actually a thing, refitting troops, uh, it's going to be much, much more simpler than just having them float around inside of the ocean, hoping not to get hit by a Chinese missile. My God, what is going on? Watch, calm yourself. Of course, we'd want to stay some troops and equipment if need be inside of Australia, but I do not think the Australians are going to get involved. My guy, Willie, will be back here in a couple weeks. Willie will be back. He is an Australian. He would agree with me wholeheartedly. There's not really a chance that he even sees Australia getting involved. France is not going to get involved either. Now, I could see them helping with the possibility of like giving supplies, maybe roaming the waters, maybe trying to find some vessels or ships or whatever you like to call them for us to target if that were to be the case. Do I think it would launch? Because it would be the first time you'd actually have two countries 
going at it that had somewhat of nuclear power. I know China is not nearly as powerful as us when it comes to nuclear capabilities, but it only takes is one. All right, that is. We, we, we for sure would be left high and dry by the, by, uh, the French. Um, I did read some stuff on the UK and how much, how much business they do. It's, it's, it's really kind of insane how intertwined China is with the broad, like everybody inside of the world. And that's why the, so they were, they were able to build and have the largest buildup of military uh, might, I guess you would say, forces, equipment, whatever, just mighty general. Over the last, since World War II. It's kind of funny, I, I put this out there, and there's one side of the aisle, which is really kind of crazy. I know, I got some emails from you guys that were so mad at me because I said the Democratic uh, side of the aisle didn't like uh, police, which, I, that's not what I said. I just said during the elections, it's pretty much, it. I'm not even going to go down that, that path, but my God, you guys get offended way too easily. That's the reasoning for making these videos, because I can speak how I'd like to, just the way it is. Now, what I'm saying is, some people disagree with me that China is not building up its military might and its power to then take over Taiwan or try to be the number one superpower. They're thinking for some odd reason that America is going to try to take over China. I don't, and that's why they're doing it, which is one of the most asinine takes I've ever seen even responded back to me. I was like, what the, what are you talking about? China's been continuing to build its military strength to prepare for a possible all-out war inside of Taiwan, inside the Taiwan Strait, more or less. And they decided to make some big changes to the, the way they're conscripting uh, their men, like their laws. Seems like they've actually taken some notes on how not to do it with the Russians, or how the Russians have done it, pretty much. They've actually enacted many revisions to its military service laws that will allow retired military personnel to re-enlist to secure experienced soldiers. So, I mean... Uh, if you guys have never been in the military, it takes you quite a long time. After you've been in the military for about two years, you kind of get like a, a flow of how things work. And I would call you as being not so new. But after like three and four, you're pretty experienced. You know what you need to be doing. It just, it's just, it fits in well. And like this, they're men and they're women, or mainly I think it's going after men here. This would make them a very, just shoe in to up their military numbers very, very fast. The law also focuses on recruiting tech-savvy science and engineering students to prepare for warfare in new domains such as like space and cyber. Shocking, I know. Now, a total land and sea, a total land, sea, and air would require China to mobilize retired military personnel. That's the reason why they did this. 100% they cannot do it without activating them, mobilizing them. Now, among others, experienced crews who are able to operate weapons and sonars and warships and fighter pilots particularly are very, very, very valuable. As I said, as training new highly skilled people takes a very large amount of time. You could train them to, like I'm telling you guys right now, I can, I can train somebody to be a grunt within a couple weeks. Just reactive fire is very, very easy. One of the easiest drills ever. But past that, you know, it takes pretty extensive. That, that's the kind of people they want to make sure they can pull in really, really fast. I will say America is doing a very good job right now getting underneath the Chinese government's skin with some of the stuff they've been doing here lately. Over the last few days, we've actually tested the Chinese a tad bit, and we sent a P-8 Poseidon over the Taiwan Strait, which then caused the Chinese, uh, or the PLA Air Force, to then scramble some fighters who then were apparently... I don't know, they just wanted to track the plane as it flew over international airspace. Remember, this is international airspace. There is a certain amount of distance you're supposed to keep, which we're going to find out later that Russia is trying to also get us a little heated over Syria. Now, the Chinese did call these things provocative. Ooh, provocative. And decided to actually fly one of their long-range drones around the entire island of Taiwan, 
which that same drone, I think it had a 36-hour flight time, so it could actually fly, I think, from Miami. I think what I, I, think what I saw was uh, Miami to uh, London on with, with one charge. One charge. It's kind of yeah, one charge with a with a significant payload. Not 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 with anything. Like literally could fly. That's a very. I mean, think about that. that's very long. That's crazy. Now speaking of the Russians trying to dogfight, that's exactly what they tried to do over Syria. And I'm gonna say dogfight with the everybody quotes a dogfight. Now the Russian bots do not appear to be trying to shoot down the American jets clearly because that would be just a terrible idea and it would not pan out very well for them. They're trying to provoke the U.S. And to draw them into some international incident. That's what they've been doing here recently over the last week. It's very strange. So since the beginning of March, Russian jets have actually violated deconfliction protocols a total of 85 times. Now, officials have actually stated that including flying uh, too close to coalition bases, failing to reach out on this deconfliction line as well has been the two big things they keep doing. I guess flying over AR too close to one of our bases probably... Seems like not really the, the smartest thing to do. I don't really know why they like to poke the bear so much, which is so ironic because they are supposed to be the bear. Now, speaking of bears, I know your mom may not be a bear, but guess what? Guess what bears like to do? Mother's Day is right around the corner. Did you guys know that getting your mom is going to be, it might be tough getting her a gift. What about the gift of excellent sleep? I told you guys, bears like to sleep. So for over the last 20 years, our friends over at Ghostbed have been designing comfortable mattresses for every type of sleeper and... They're experts when it comes to pairing customers with the right mattress. Whether you're searching for a right bed that helps you guys relieve chronic pain, night sweats, or tossing and turning, go to ghostbed.com today and take their online quiz to find the perfect mattress. If you guys would rather chat with a real person, yes, a real person here in America, you guys can set up a free consultation with Ghostbed Sleep Experts. It's really, really easy, guys. Check them out the link in the top description. Orders ship free and fast, and you guys will get a 101 night sleep trial with free returns for a limited time our listeners right now can get an exclusive offer take 40 percent off all ghost bed matches plus get two luxury bills for free yes use promo code rob at ghostbed.com forward slash rob to take advantage of this offer that's ghostbed.com forward slash rob with promo code rob 40 percent off all ghost bed matches plus you guys get two luxury pillows on top of it we love them check them out the link at the very top of the description thank you so much for ghost bed for sponsoring this episode now putin has ordered Bakma must be taken by May 8th in time for the Soviet Victory Day Parade on May 9th. My God, here we're doing this thing again. Last time he was supposed to take the entire country of Ukraine, and now he's supposed to take one city inside of Ukraine. Good job, boys. Way to go. He threatened uh, his defense minister and others with dire consequences, whatever, the, whatever that means. Now, the video I'm about to share with you guys is going to be, it's a little, it's like two minutes long. It's good, though. It's very telling what what, what the near future of Bakhman might hold. You, we are either going to see the Russians completely take the city, or this might be a precursor to them having to ex- have a, like a, an explanation as to why they lost the city in the first place. I Считаю необходимым довести до верховного главнокомандующего информацию о существующей проблеме для принятия решения и о целесообразности дальнейшего нахождения подразделений ЧВК Вагнер в населенном пункте Бахмут в условиях сложившихся дефицита боеприпасов. Информирую вас, что ситуацию снарядного голода, исходя из остатков боеприпасов, которые вот мы сейчас опять считали каждое утро, да, и неоправданных санитарных потерь, критический срок принятия решения, Дырочка уже сегодня. Мы считаем, что срок да, принятия уже вчера, решения да, 20, ну, вчера 
и это письмо не отправлял, сегодня отправлю, 28 апреля, это срок принятия решения, мы идем наступать на Бахмут или нет? Мы находимся здесь или нет? Мы ЧВК Вагнер, мы патриоты, и мы будем идти в Бахмуте, пока у нас есть последний патрон. Но этих патронов осталось уже не на неделе, а на дни. И поэтому, если дефицит боеприпасов не будет восполнен, то мы вынуждены будем в организованном порядке, чтобы не бежать, как трусливые крысы потом, либо выходить, либо остаться погибать. Скорее всего, часть подразделений мы вынуждены будем вывести с этой территории. А потом, как бы не хотелось нашим бюрократам посыпется все остальное. И поэтому колокол уже гремит. Этот колокол называется набат. Мы бьем в набат. Нам нужны боеприпасы. И нам нужно прекратить обманывать население Российской Федерации и рассказывать, что у нас все в порядке. Now what I heard about this thing kicking off or I guess kicking back off the fact that Ukrainians would be attempting to take Bakhmut I, I was not sure. I thought it was a hearsay It actually could be hearsay stemming from this video, or it could be true, because on the ground, nothing really honestly has changed. And when I mean nothing has changed, the Russians have kicked off a little bit of stuff over in Kremlin, but not enough for me to even bring up a dang map. When I mean nothing has changed on a map, my God, that's what I absolutely love to do, and I haven't been able, I, have, I just haven't been able to do it. I have seen some videos, though, of what it looks like to drive around on the southern east or southeastern side of Novansky. You guys know where that's at? Don't even have to bring a map of that because literally we've been looking at the same thing for the last two months. You guys want to see what it looks like? The, the Ukrainians still have uh, the way in and out. Uh, but as you guys can see, some things look to be a bit mm, destroyed. Now, I think Russia is having a little bit of, well, they're having a little bit of issues, struggles, issues with their, on their homeland. They are. They have like saboteurs. One of them, I like that name, saboteur, saboteur. Who really knows? This might be Ukrainians or it might be Russians. I think there is a chance it could be a group inside of Russia that is pro-Ukrainian that is just kind of hammering down on certain situations. I do. I, or it could be Ukrainians. I have no idea. They're, either way, they're spreading fear. A little bit of fear inside of Russia. Uh, over this last week, there's not a lot going on inside of Ukraine. Maybe that's why they're starting to take advantage of moving into Russia to do some things. Over the last few days, we've seen an oil depot that was actually hit by a drone. Now, granted, this was actually done by the Ukrainians 100% because it was done on, in the southern portion of Ukraine. I just wanted to sneak that one in there because it was, felt like it was a good time. But outside of that, we actually had a train that actually ran over an explosive device or hit an explosive device. I don't know if it ran over, but an explosive device went off, blew the train, and this was inside of Russia. Stay, stay, stay. It's a teplowoz in the air. Yes, yes, he's in the air, you see? Yes. Хуем заехал, блядь. And after that, you had a plant that manufactures rocket launchers and artillery pieces go up in flames as well.
Then there was a piece, which I guess I, I'm not going to share the whole video with you guys, but there was a manufacturer or a plant that was, re was really huge, like really big. Some type of wood manufacturing plant. I don't think it really, it may not have anything to do with the war, but it, at the time of it's really strange because it's massive. And when I see, say it's massive, it's 12,000 square meters. Not just this plant, but it also burned the town next to it, all the homes there. It was really big, really big. That was just terrible. Even if you have nothing to do with the war, there was like there was like six or seven different fires, all within different portions of Russia, like big ones, like enough to where I'm noticing them. Like, why, the, why, why do I want to look at a fire? But it also has this guy starting to think too. You have this guy getting a bit irritated. It seems like with the fact that they cannot seem to handle certain situations that keep springing up on the ground inside of Russia. На ленту упало сразу две новости, совсем не праздничных. Сначала Подрыв ЛЭП в Ленинградской области, Гатчинский район, это совсем недалеко от Питера. А под второй обнаружили несколько, три СВУ, три взрывных устройства, которые удалось обезвредить. Во-первых, это разведка боем, причем это разведка боем не в прифронтовой полосе, Хотя вот я говорю это не в прифронтовой полосе, а сам вспоминаю, что на прошлой неделе украинские беспилотники снова долетали до Московской области, Калужской области. Многовато при фронтовых районов, как мне представляется, в России возникло. Это третье событие практически вот, вот здесь, рядом. В географической близости либо от Кремля, либо от Зимнего дворца, как вам угодно, так и считаете. Это диверсия? Я не следователь, конечно, я не знаю, кто это был. Я отпечатки пальцев у диверсантов не снимал. Но не нужно быть ни Вангой, ни следователем, ни кем другим, чтобы не быть на 100% уверенным, что это ЛЭП подорвано украинскими диверсантами. И эта диверсия совершена в двух, трех, четырех десятках километрах от Дворцовой площади. От центра империи. Вас это не шокирует? Меня это шокирует. Это просто другой формат жизни. То есть все те люди, которые продолжают и сейчас, на втором году, аккуратно, вот, вот артикулируя, подчеркивать, не война, а СВО. Это не война, это специальная военная операция. Эта специальная военная операция идет... В нескольких десятках километрах от Дворцовой площади, дорогие мои. Конечно же, это война. Конечно же, это война. Это война, которая идет на территории России. Это война, которая ведется против всех нас, против каждого и против всех. Абсолютно беспощадная. Yes, that gentleman right there is probably one of my least favorite to actually watch on Russian state TV. The other guy... There's just nothing for them to talk about. That's why you guys haven't seen me make a ton of videos. I don't want to just be pumping out a bunch of dog poopy content. Nobody wants to watch that stuff. No one wants to watch that. Unless you guys see me with my, my sweet RPG head that I randomly bought on eBay. Not a joke. It's kind of cool looking. But you can't find that anywhere. Anyway, that's pretty much what we got going on. When you, talk, when you guys talk about the fact that there's no mapping... No changes on the ground. I'm not going to share with you guys what's going because there's nothing going on on the ground. But telling you guys 10 days from now, not even. I'm going to say a week from now. A week from now, things will be completely different. Maybe tomorrow. The weather's changing. Stay tuned. 
the offensive could be coming or it couldn't be. Who knows? I do love you guys. I'm out.